Let's go, let's go, let's go. Hi, and welcome to Wine with Megan Mal. We're here to help you navigate the world of wine. I'm Oh, Christ, very by, enthusiastic, Mel <laughs> I just knocked over my microphone. I'm Megan Christian by Master of Man. I know, I feel really self-conscious <laughs> that we're recording. Um, Meg Brotman is here. I am here. <laughs> what, are and I, <laughs> what are we doing Next today, time. Meg? We are doing <laughs> wines from the south of France. Yeah. IGP, so Indication Géographique Protégée. So it's the Bigger areas that aren't appellated, yep. they will usually name the grape variety on the label and they're sort of more entry-level, cheaper styles of wine. So is this the equivalent to like Southeast Australia? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. But they, they're not as big geographically as that area, obviously. Yes. Because we are a massive continent. Okay, cool. So we'll get into those. First, what you mean drinking? I had, and for full disclosure, I work with Adrian. Um, Adrian uh, Santolin Gladysdale Chardonnay 2021. Oh, that's it good is wine. amazing. Yeah, it. Yeah. I'd had it probably about six months ago and thought it was drinking really, really well. And since I missed out on the 2021 white label at work, I thought, hmm, um, superb. Yeah, just a beautiful wine. Yep. Husband and yep. wife team. Adrian's doesn't say much, old Adrian, but he yeah. puts all his thoughts and prayers and energy into making his wine. It's, he does. There is such a light hand in the winemaking. It's just mineral. It will age beautifully. It's just bloody exactly what Upper Yarra cool climate Chardonnay should look like. I um, I think it was the Gladysdale that he, I don't know if it's still there in Punch Lane, but I went to Punch Lane and I was like, Santolin is in Punch Lane, like the coolest wine, one of the yeah. greatest wine bars in Melbourne. I was so proud to yeah, see Santolin there and I got it and I was like, it really is <laughs> so bloody fantastic. I know. Yeah. And it's like 45 it's yeah. ridiculously cheap yeah. for what it is. So, yeah, I had that. So awesome. Uh, fun fact. Fun fact. Um, did you know that there are 400 species of oak, but we only use about 20 of them in winemaking? Now, even that 20 confused me because we, there's two there's Quercus alba and Quercus roba. Which is which? I think Quercus Alba is the French uh-huh. and Quercus Roba is American. But then I remember that we have Hungarian oak, which is probably a different species. We have Loire oak. We have Pyrenees oak. Oh, my God. So I was just really kind of surprised that that, well, that we use 20 species of, of oak. Is this like because I've heard about winemakers actually travelling to France and choosing the freaking tree, like sniffing the tree and getting the aura of the tree and then being like, this is the tree I want to make my wine. Look, there is a bit of that. That's a bit of romantic <laughs> bullshit. But because it is a sustainable industry, so for every tree that's cut down, and this has been happening since Louis the Fourteenth, he introduced it. Okay. And for every tree that's cut down, one is planted. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's an ongoing industry and the whole tree is used. So some of it goes to oak barrels, some of it goes to furniture, some of it goes to flooring. Okay. You know, there's a lot of things made out of oak. Um, And, yes, people do like to 
kind of talk about, oh, this is my tree. But, you know, in France there's five basic forests that we work with. Right. Um, and then in America it's mainly grown around Minnesota. Um, it's a different species. It mm-hmm. can't be – when you cut the staves – it will in France from the French species. It will cut along the grain of the wood. Yep. But American oak has to be saw cut. It won't actually cut. There is no natural grain of the wood. I know. Wait, wait. I don't. So know if what you I mean. give you a a log, yeah, and I you you have a. It's not a saw, but it's it will. It's like when you use a splitter for wood. Yeah. So it's not sawing as such. It's just breaking the wood apart along its natural So it'll naturally the grain. fall that way. Yes. So you have more wastage. Ah. But in America with Quercus, hmm, I should know, that, remember which is which, um, with their species of oak, you have to actually saw it. If you go, if you went to just split it, it, it wouldn't work. split. Yeah. Ah. Um, and then I don't know much about Eastern European oak and Pyrenean yeah. oak and Loire oak. But, yeah, that's 400 could, species of oak and we use 20. Could we use Australian oak in theory? Do we have oak in Australia? I don't know. I don't know. We do. We, there's been experiments done with other woods. So right. acacia is a one wood. Noggly. Uh, hazelnut is another one. We should do like gum trees or something. Ooh, imagine that. Put Lamy a, smell. Mm, put a nice. cab sav in a gum tree. It's like someone's done a eucalyptonic water. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So no then. Yeah. Anyway, so that's my fun fact. Okay, that was fun. Now, IGPs. IGP. So I'm in the south of France. Yes. All right. So if you take a line from south of Bordeaux across, Mm -hmm. you know, cut through the Rhone. Yep. We have the first one we have is Paul Masser's 2020 Chardonnay. This is a wine which is IGP pay Doc, P-A-Y-S, so okay. country of the dock. Can we assume that because it's IJP, all of these are going to be much cheaper? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, this will. This was – these are made in high volume, often from international grape varieties. Oh, look, I have it here. It's $12. Yeah. Okay. Paul Mass, ma, mass, mass, massive – Producer, but I mean, do it, so it's always going to be cheap. Like, are there any like you know how um like the super Tuscans and stuff? If they step outside of their appellations, they can still be expensive. Not really the same thing. No, and you know what? It's surprising that they haven't. Yeah, like no one is daring to. <laughs> yeah, huh? I hadn't thought about that, but that's actually a, a point. We we want to make better quality wine from these regions. No, in fact, they do the opposite. So say Vacares, yeah. Vacares in um, the Rhone yeah. was um, just a general Cote de Rhone wine yeah. but then got upgraded to an Appalachian by itself. So it was just basically Cote de Rhone Village yeah. and then became Vacares AOP. But we're talking about IGP here. Um so this would be grown right across the Languedoc area of mm-hmm. France. I expect it to be moderate acidity, yep. moderate alcohol, Chardonnay characteristics of sort of nectarine, peach, yep. um, easy to drink, technically correct. Maybe some oak. So far on the use, nose, the nose is exactly what you've described. They're allowed to use chips mm-hmm. or oak alternatives. 
in our GP wand. Yeah. Chardonnay. Yeah, Chardonnay. That's perfectly drinkable. Did you say? Yep. Yep. Fresh and clean. And you're right though, it's got that real like peachy nectarine thing yeah. going on, which I'm kind of into because it's warmer, yeah, and it has a sweet spot to it. It's, yeah, it does, um, you know, because the alcohol's sort of perfectly matched. No real oak character, just a perfectly drinkable Chardonnay. It's perfectly drinkable, would drink, yeah. I mean, it's, it's no golden oak, but no, it's not golden oak. And in without sounding too parochial, at this price point, I would support Australia. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, get a Jacob's Creek in you for that price. <laughs> <laughs> because this does not speak of place at all. This yeah. is a this is an yeah. international wine. Mm-hmm. This could be from anywhere, but it is very, very, very drinkable and worthy of trying. Because one of the things that it's really important to remember, I think, in your wine journey, is just don't focus on expensive wine. Yep. See what's out there and what most people are drinking. Yep, no, absolutely. And and it is often cheaper ones that are still balanced and drinkable are almost more impressive that they're able to do it at that price. Well, imagine what that is in Europe. Yeah. With all our taxes. Yeah. It's probably, you know, two euro. Yeah. So next we have, oh. uh, I didn't really want to get this because it's Miraval, so it's studio. Apparently this was a studio, Miraval's um, – Chateau, which is Brad and Angelina, and they're all having fights. And oh, shot. is this the Brad and Angelina one? Mm. But this, this studio, previously it was owned by someone who built a studio and people like the Rolling Stones and everything would come down and oh. But I got this because it's a rosé and it's a Mediterranean IGP. So I know that this vineyard is located in Provence. IGP Mediterranean runs basically across the entire Mediterranean. It's actually quite pretty, this bottle. Mm, it's all about marketing. Yeah. Oh, my God. So many people would buy this, like even beyond the Brad and Angelina thing. Well, I think she owns it now and he. No, he took it, didn't he? Oh, he took it. I I'm don't pretty know. Sure I he really took couldn't it. give a shit. <laughs> but this. We are paying, this is $25.70. We are paying. No, you pay that in any six. It is $27 as a single bottle. Right. That's a lot. Exactly. You're paying for Brangelina's divorce. (laughs) Yeah. Are they divorced? And that's actually um, this, what's this called? Embossing on a bottle is quite expensive. Yeah, and the bottle's quite heavy. But anyway, um, you're paying for the branding. I just wanted to see what the wine was like. I think we've had one of their wines before, but not this one. I could not care less where my rosé comes from. Mm. I'd barely drink rosé anyway, but I don't care if it's Appellated or IGP or... I agree. Someone said to me, can you tell the difference between grape varieties in rosé? Nah. Um, Yeah, we did an episode on that in season one. Yeah. This is... It's a bit dilute, actually. I, When I'm in Europe, I don't want to spend more than two euros on my rosé. I do have rosé on my playlist if I'm in France or Italy in summer, but it's cheap. It's a it's a thirst quencher. It's not yeah. a, a, a wine that I really take seriously. So this is from Provence, um, IGP. Well, actually, the fruit could be right across um, where the IGP runs. It's yeah. just rosé. It's just rosé. <laughs> I, I just uh, yeah, it's just mm, rosé. It's just boring. 
I find rosés so great. Remember though, once you brought in, you brought me a Greek rosé, and I was like, "That's like the only rosé that I've been like find you in." Yeah, this is good. That was ages ago. I remember it that. It was ages ago, but that was I need that- to track that back down because that was really good. So now we're moving on to. Marinon is a producer. Pinot Noir Le Grand. Le Grand, Grand is French for berry. Uh, Cuvée Rare. Cuvée Rare. Rare. Cuvée Rare. I mean, how small is that type? 2021. So it's a Pinot Noir from the Mediterranean IGP. Now, Cuvée Rare is so, such a funny thing. To, like, it's like calling it Cuvée Delicious. <laughs> Cuvée can't find it anywhere. <laughs> Um, the thing for me, and this is why I'm interested, we're in a warm area. Yeah. I'm not too sure how Pinot Noir. So before I even pour it in my glass, yep. I'm going to suggest to you this is going to be darker in colour okay. than we expect Pinot Noir totally. to be. Yep. And more on your dark cherry fruit spectrum. Okay. I could be completely wrong. No, colour is exactly where I would expect it to be. Yeah. Yeah. Could, it could not be... Do you remember the um, – actually, no, I don't know that you've got to try it. So Jacob's Creek, yeah. do a $7 one. $7. But I cooked know. with it. I don't think you actually got to try uh, it. Yeah. I cooked with it. Um, that's what this looks like. So kind of a it's, – it's still, you know, light, but it's a very plummy colour. Does it smell like Pinot? It smells yum, but it doesn't smell like Pinot. Plum. I don't get that. I don't even get dark cherry. You know what? I would guess Gamay. I would guess Merlot. Yeah. But we all know how shite we are at picking wines blind. <laughs> mm. I've even got the certificate to prove that I used to be able to do it. Nope. That's a no. That's a no from me. Okay. The one thing about Pinot is its tannin. If you can't get it right, don't bother making it. It just makes me sad. It's cooked fruit and it's really very big tannins. Mm, not nice. Sorry, how much? Mm. $19. Don't pay $19 for that. Oh, my God. Do no. not pay $19 for that, please. I, I got it. You. Well, I got it for 16 Yeah, but you get your six-bottle thing. Yeah. No. It's not. Oh. The, the reason, no, the wine is perfectly okay. It's just not varietally expressive. If you're going to have Pinot, I want Pinot characteristics. It's plum. It's a cooked fruit yeah. spectrum, which it shouldn't be, and the tannin structure is I think I am wrong. more offended because it says Pinot. If that said light red wine, mm. I would be less offended. But the fact that it dares to use the name Pinot Noir. <laughs> a rose by any other name does not smell as sweet, apparently. <laughs> no. All right. Okay. I'm a bit scared now. Um, so next we have uh, Le Grand Noir. So this is the big king. All right. Um it's Bouche de Rhone. Bouche de Rhone. Bouche de Rhone, which I don't see very often. No. Bouche de Rhone runs from, pretty much takes in all of Provence 
and up into the Rhone, even taking in part of the Northern Rhone. But, oh. of course, if you've got land in the Northern Rhone, you're not going to be making IGP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One. So great varieties. Okay. This Boucherone has a beautiful red carmine dress. Its nose releases aromas of undergrowth fruits. It reveals a round and flexible palate. It can be served with any food. Chat GPT. <laughs> no, that is definitely worse than Chat GPT. So Chat GPT could do I'm that guessing in here your Southern Rhone Provencal varieties, Mouverde, yeah. Grenache, Syrah. That's yeah. where I reckon we'll be lying, possibly Grenache heavy because it's easier to grow. No oak, I would expect, and 14.5%. I had a wine. I had a thing on the bottle. I'm pretty sure that adds 40 cents to cogs. Like, but th- what does it say on the embossing? Belle Vin collection. Yeah, no. What beautiful vine collection? Yeah. If a whole IGP does it, it's cheaper. Uh, okay. But that's not okay. So lovely fresh plum color. Oh, nice. Raspberry cordial. Bit of aniseed. A little bit of smokiness. I like the nose of that one. No Mel's turning up in No, 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 I don't mind it. Hmm. Hmm. Definitely Grenache-based, strawberry and raspberry and chalky tannins and imminently drinkable. But we make so many of these styles of wine again in Australia. This was $10. Okay. That's actually... That's actually not bad. For 10 bucks. For 10 bucks, that's pretty. Probably out of all of them, that's the one I'd want to drink. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing with these wines. It is a little bit of residual sugar. Yeah, I think they've. This is a very manufactured wine. Yeah. But I do like the tannin structure. I do like the fruit. The tannins are really quite soft. Um,. Yeah, I mean, for ten bucks, that is a very eminently drinkable wine. If you've got people coming over that want a soft, soft red, yep, and that's what that is. And it's not. Elliot it doesn't. Like it doesn't taste overly uh, warming. Like it's not too alcoholic, which I actually would have guessed it would be. Yeah, you're right. There's definitely RS, but in to balance it out. Yeah, there is in in red wines now. We these entry level red wines, so things like yellowtail and stuff. We put some residual sugar in to soften to make the tannins less tannic in perception. Yes, but they're not sweet, sweet. Um, So that was our sort of IGP um, thing. But I have got a final drop. Let's do it then. Oh, you're going to have to put me on pause. I got to go. All right, we've got a final drop. What is it? Hydropath Society. So this is the dude that runs the, that's, is it walking tours Yeah, and yeah, he stuff? does fun experiences. Um, we have, did, what did we have? Wow, we had a white, which we really loved, and I can't remember I it. Remember really but this it. is called Seeing Red. It's a 2019 wine from Blewett Springs um, down in McLaren Vale, so Grenache. Yeah. And, yeah, we just, I did a clean out of the wine fridge, and I thought, let's try this because he made the effort to send it to to us. Mel's on a very big Grenache thing at the moment, so I'm I'm really interested. I think that Grenache can be so good when it's done good, mm. and it annoys me when it's not. And I think that we shouldn't try and do it single varietal. I'm, you know, I go on record and say it should be blended almost all of the time. I agree. 
Yeah. Um, <coughs> the thing that surprises me about this one, the nose is quite, <coughs> excuse me, mineral. Yeah. It doesn't have the the strawberry no. jump out, but no. on the palate it couldn't be anything but Grenache. It's um, it's a bit more like a plum or something on the nose rather yeah. than like a red floral type thing. You know how you said a couple of weeks ago it's like smelling through a cloth? Mm-hmm. It's kind of what this is for me. It's almost like you've put down. Yeah. A, oh, that's a yummy palate. Juicy, baby. That's balanced. And this is the thing. I just, Grenache is so unbalanced so much of the time and that's why it annoys me. That is balanced, but I would tender. It could have a little bit of funk added because it's a little bit mono. Yeah. If he, if there was another great variety. And yeah. I know he's a small producer, so he probably doesn't have access to like a gazillion vineyards. Yeah. Um, because though it is perfectly balanced, but it just to add something else to yeah. change the palette so it's not the sort of same yep. in every from every angle yeah. would be interesting. But it's well also, done, nice tannin, yeah. nice flavor, very good fruit. yummy. Hmm. Yeah, good one. I yummy. Like All right. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. What do we got next week? The Grampians. Grampians. Cool. Okay, so I am going to do some shout-outs because I forget to do them every week. Please make sure you're following us on Instagram. If you want to support us, one of the best ways you can do it is by hitting follow wherever you're listening to us or subscribe um, and giving us a rating. Thank you, everyone who has given us those ratings and reviews. Also, we love reading them. You're all so nice. It's good for our egos. I don't get to read them. They're public, Meg. You can just go oh. and find them. Oh. <laughs> um, that okay, them. let me rephrase that. I don't read them. <laughs> Well, I do and I love it. Um, But it helps other people find the show, so it helps support us in that way. Um, Otherwise, that's all from me. That's all the spooking I have this week. We will see you next week. Enjoy your next glass of wine. And drink well.